get the kettle on, grab a brew, because you're listening to Coffee and Dark Reads. Good evening from a wet and windy West Yorkshire. Um, my name's Paula Acton, and today it's Dark Reads time. Now, to be fair, this one isn't really that dark a read. It is from my short story collection, Disintegration and Other Stories, which is more twisted love stories, what happens when happily ever after goes wrong. And I like to think of this one as having a bit of a dark humour. Um, it is one of my favourite stories from the collection, and it is called Table for One. So I hope you'll enjoy it too. A look of pity had flitted across the waiter's face as she had requested the table for one. She had smiled back at him, hoping to convey her contentment at her request. He had seated her at the very back of the restaurant, in a corner, as if she had some contagious disease from which the other diners must be protected. She wished she had gone to her usual place, but today she had her reasons for the change of location. Of course, it had not really been a table for one, but set for two, one place hurriedly removed as she took her seat. She picked up the menu and glanced at it, not really needing to study it in depth. She already knew what she would order. She had thought about this often. Catching the waiter's eye, she ordered her food and a glass of Chardonnay before retrieving the book from her bag and flipping it open to the bookmarked page. She knew she would not read much, but still it provided the barrier she required to enable her to people-watch in peace. She watched the families sat round the bigger tables. No ch children present here to require mummy's service as food dissector. Only adult children sat with aged parents, possibly celebrating a special occasion, a wedding anniversary perhaps. Then she allowed her eyes to drift along the couple's. So many sat in silence, and she wondered how the waiter could pity her more, that, her more than them. She was here alone by choice. Well, in some respects at least. They sat in pairs, but were more alone than she could ever be. Her drink arrived, and she took a, a deep draught from the glass. Maybe a little too much too quickly, but she did not really care. The starter was delivered to the table, and she was surprised how much she found herself enjoying the food. For a moment she almost forgot her reason for being here. As the waiter cleared her table, she ordered another glass of wine. She considered ordering a bottle, but restraint was the order of the day, for now at least. And, if she were honest, there was something that seemed distasteful about ordering a full bottle just for herself. She felt as if the staff would judge her. The main course arrived, and as she ate, her mind wandered to the meals she had prepared over the years. The loving care she had imparted into each and every one. Had they tasted better than the food prepared by a faceless chef hidden in the recesses of a building? Maybe not, but they had been no different, no worse, merely different. Her eyes mo kept moving to the watch on her wrist. It was nearly time. She was almost tempted to leave now. Unsure she could go through with her plan, but then she saw the door open and it was too late. The woman walked in first. She had to be honest, she was not what she had expected. But then what she, had she really thought she would see? A painted whore? No. This woman looked normal, 
She looked like in another world they would be friends. Maybe she was a little more polished. Her hair was obviously straight from the stylists. And whereas she had always had to copy style as best she could on a limited budget, she would make a bet that this woman's clothes all wore the, bore the right labels. She lifted her book again, and from behind its cover, she watched as the couple were seated in the centre of the room. It was obvious that the woman was deeply in love with the handsome man, who held the chair out for her as she took her seat. She watched as the man at the centre table ordered for himself and his companion. She wondered if he knew the woman's favourite dishes, or if he was just ordering what he thought she would like to eat. Her own memories of awkward silences as dishes were placed before her, dishes she had not asked for and had no desire to eat, flooded over her. She looked down at the food in front of her now, knowing this was still not exactly her choice, but it was at least a choice she had been able to make. She forced a few more mouthfuls down, though she no longer felt like eating, but she did not want to offend the staff who had prepared the food. Her loss of appetite was not their fault. When she had eaten enough for it to look acceptable, she placed her knife and fork on the plate. The restaurant was filling up now, but she was thankful her view remained unrestricted. The waiter returned to clear her plate. He inquired if everything had been to her satisfaction. She responded politely and made comments about saving room for dessert. A knowing smile passed between them. She'd been about to order another glass of wine when she changed her mind and ordered the bottle. She did not have to drink it all, but the first two had hardened her determination to carry forth her plan. The starters for the table she was watching arrived at the same time as her dessert. She looked down at the chocolate creation on the plate in front of her and thought how under other circumstances she would have enjoyed taking her time savouring the decadent luxury. She raised the spoon to her mouth and for a few seconds allowed herself to indulge in the fantasy before turning her attention back to viewing the couple sat centre stage. In between mouthfuls of dessert that were becoming increasingly difficult to swallow, she watched the man at the centre table as he spoon-fed his companion morsels from his plate. She pushed her plate aside and caught the waiter's eye, motioning for the bill. As she waited for it, she poured one last glass of wine from the bottle. She sipped at it, steeling herself for what she was about to do and wondering what the reaction would be. The waiter placed a small leather wallet on the table in front of her. She let her fingers linger only briefly before catching the edge and flipping it open. She looked down and smiled. She had ordered the most expensive items on the menu and knew that it was an indulgence which would have been denied to her had she been sat at the centre table. Years of scrimping and saving, always grabbing bargains so he could invest for their future. She placed her book back in her bag and pulled her coat on. Then, rising to her feet, walked confidently towards the couple, now lost in each other's eyes. For one minute, she paused, from feeling uncertain, years of loyalty battling against the urge now for justice and retribution. They did not register her at first. Only when she called out to the waiter did she fully gain their attention. She could see the look of panic on his face. 
The, the woman merely looked at her, amused, totally oblivious as to what was going on. She placed the bill in front of the man, and turning to the waiter said with a smile, and in a very bold voice, My husband will pay my bill. She slid the wedding ring from her finger, and dropped it into his plate. It landed with a satisfying splash in the gravy, and she felt exhilarated at the idea of her, the freedom her action had just afforded her. At first, the only noise she heard was her heels clicking on the tiled floor as she turned and walked away. The other diners sat stunned by the scene they had just witnessed. Then the murmur of whispers began. She had just reached the door when she heard the shrill voice of another woman betrayed, the one who had never known she existed. She glanced over her shoulder, just in time to see the wine fly from the glass into his face. She stepped out onto the pavement and realised the sun had come out. It was going to be a lovely day after all. Well, for her at least. So that is from Disintegration, my first short story collection. And that is available on Amazon. Now, it is still in KDU for KU for a few more weeks. If you're listening to this today or tomorrow, 30th, it's free. Um, but it will be coming out of the KU programme. And I'm hoping to find a way to do it as perma-free. So, fingers crossed on that. But if not, grab a copy straight away. Thank you for listening, and I will be back next week. Speak to you all then. Bye.